0: hello welcome to chapter three podcast the show for readers of science fiction fantasy and romance this is season three episode three and just in time for valentine's day a little bit early because we've got things happening tomorrow we're here <laughs> to talk about real by kennedy ryan which is a romance that so seemed appropriate for the month it did yeah
1: and one we both have been wanting to read and put yes. off yeah because kennedy ryan is so much to read not in she a bad is, way that's a good That's a good thing yeah, it's, good <laughs> it's thing. just i have to amp myself up we'll call it she
0: she likes to rip your heart out on yeah. the way to the happily ever after mm-hmm. so like you know yeah. there's only so much of that you can do but yeah i've had mm-hmm. a copy of this since it came out and i'm so glad we finally read I, it
1: i think i've had my copy a similar amount of time honestly like it's been a while yeah. um i got it pretty soon after it came out so
0: mm-hmm. yeah It's exciting. Um, So a couple of things. Hi, Shay. Uh, Welcome to anybody who's um, joining us live on Mm -hmm. YouTube. It's been a fun way to go with this. And um, before we kind of dive into this, I guess two announcements number one is we're trying to announce what we're doing for bonus content for patrons every week so for this week's episode our bonus content is going to be talking about valentine's day sort of as as two people who've been in very long-term relationships like what what are some (laughs) valentine's day stories we have how do we handle it now Mm -hmm. and so i think that'll be fun to talk about Agreed. And then the other thing is that our next episode I will be back with Liana on February 28th to talk about sort of Destiny, the second book in our Witcher read along. And as a reminder for anybody who's reading along with us in March, me and Izzy's episode is going to be about Persuasion by Jane Austen, which is exciting. We're making you yeah. read your very first Jane Austen.
1: We are. It's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. <laughs>
0: i'm excited and then we're gonna also be watching the new recent netflix Mm -hmm. adaptation so tune in march if you are interested all right so real where do we want to start what is it about kind of let's do maybe like some non-spoiler i think
1: think a non-spoiler like in a a summary i guess we'll call it of sorts i feel like there's so there's so much it's wild how much Kennedy packs into a single book, I feel like. Yeah. Um it surprises me every time and I don't know why, because I should just expect it at this point. I've read like just enough of her books to be like, of course. Uh do you want me to give a plot summary? Do yeah. you haven't do missed anything? Okay. So this is about Neva and Canon. Canon is like an up-and-coming director type, we'll call it. He's not like quite up and coming, but I don't feel like he's like also so famous that like he's you know what i mean unreachable he's having a moment
0: he's like a yeah. newly popular director yeah. yeah he
1: is doing a film about an old time like harlem celebrity black woman who like paved the way for different music and dancing and stuff yeah and he ends up casting neva in the biopic that he's making and it's they're like very hesitant, like they both really like each other, and have to figure out how to navigate this tension uh, of liking each other, but also she's an up-and-coming star. This mm-hmm. is her first movie. He doesn't want to sabotage her career.
0: And uh, he's and her director. Also,
1: and he's her director. So like, there's mm-hmm. this power dynamic that is like handled so well. I was yeah. very, like, I was not surprised because, again, anything Kennedy Ryan writes, I'm always like, you do this so well. What is going on? <laughs> Every yeah. time. But she, like, it's it's discussed you know a good bit, and it's them kind of doing that journey. And then we get interstitials of Desi Blue. I about called her Cassie. Desi Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her story from the past. Yeah. Including, like, her uh, being in love with a woman and mm-hmm. then it going off to uh, London and Paris to live and perform and then coming back to Alabama and it is it's this story is something but also I guess the other big key part is that we follow Nabea's journey uh, through her lupus diagnosis yeah and what that looks like for her yes and then a whole bunch of family person. drama too that is like yeah well done also yes didn't feel forced in
0: It is, it is remarkable to me how Kennedy Ryan is able to weave together so many plot elements Mm -hmm. and things that honestly could be so easily mishandled. And this is one where I was like, okay, I trust Kennedy Ryan. So I'm going to read this, but I'm a little hesitant with the power Mm -hmm. dynamic of like a director and an actress, but she did a really good job with it. I feel like about as good as you can
1: so much tension build up where the two of them are just like these longing glances, I feel mm, like, yeah. and these moments where like, you can tell that they want each other and they're very interested in each other. And you can tell they were interested in each other when they first met before she was even cast. Right. And you know how it was handled and how much Cameron cared to make sure she was not portrayed badly because of his interest in her was like, it's just so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so nice to see. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was good. And I liked the the mix in of the scenes from the film. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. One thing that I think is worth noting is I know somebody I think in our discord had mentioned yes. that there was something about her writing style that just didn't flow as easily as what they're used Mm -hmm. to with romance authors and I think something that's important to know about Kennedy Ryan is that she's a former journalist and I think Mm -hmm. that does show up in the way she writes the way she does research and I love that but I do think it's true that her her writing style is is more unique maybe because of that background
1: I could see that and I also I tend to listen to her books via audio because they are Mm. so incredibly well narrated like she picks Yes. really good narrators.
0: Toby Diem does pretty much all her got- male narrators now. I right know.
1: Oh, He's, so He's so good. He's so good. But yeah, like even the, like she picks really good narrators. So I like listening. I think her her reading it sometimes feels clunkier than when I listen, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because I kind of switched back and forth a little bit on this book. But as soon as I heard like the singing. So that's yeah, the other yeah. thing is we do get songs in the audiobook.
0: Yeah. It's so really that's cool. like
1: a really nice little added touch like i don't know i was thrilled i was like oh my gosh and then they were good like often singing in audiobooks
0: is isn't good. good but this was good yeah and this,
1: i was like oh, <laughs> oh thank god it's good because you i still was nervous i was like it mm-hmm. could not be good like this is a very real possibility and it was good so i was like "Okay, we're safe we are safe
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely So one thing about this that Izzy had noticed, which I think is cool, is that this book comes with some discussion questions. Mm -hmm. So we might also use some of those for our conversation today to sort of guide it. I think there's some good ones here. Um, I don't know, because I haven't looked through all of these as much as you, Izzy. Is there anything that you want to pull on that would be good for our sort of non-spoiler portion of
1: uh, one second. Let me like actually glance through it again. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about the structure. I guess some like yeah. That's like the first discussion question. Is like how did you feel about the mix of the m- novel and the movie script, past and presents, and all that stuff? Like, did was it a better experience for it, or did it like detract from it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. i I do tend to like books that do things like that. I like the mm-hmm. mixed media element to it. And I think it's an interesting way of bringing in all of this history of jazz mm-hmm. music and um kind of the history of black artists and Agreed. black women, especially and things mm-hmm. that they went through. I don't know if you read like her author's note at the end of I the did, book. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was also really interesting because she talks about how, while, is it Desi Blue? (laughs) It's not Daisy, it's Desi.
1: Um, Desi. I'm not here about to call her Cassie. I'm like Daisy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, but she talks about how, While Desi is a fictional character, she's kind of a composite of Mm -hmm. a bunch of different actual Black performers from the time period that she's depicting, and some of the experiences she has are based on things that people actually experienced. So I like that. I like that she clearly... You know, I mean, maybe the journalist in her, and I'm a fan, I'm a fan of this anyway, but I like the fact that she's like, Hey, here are some topics that I want to explore with some nuance Mm -hmm. and use romance as a way to do it. And I feel like that's kind of what we get with real.
1: I definitely was like pleased. I I sometimes so I like it when that's done, but sometimes it can be done too much, Mm. if that makes sense, or like it's too many flashbacks to like the character that the biopic or whatever thing is about, or yeah. parallels like there it's too many this was like just enough that i almost wished we had more chapters for desi like yeah. i i kind of wanted like one or two more but i also feel like it very easily could cross the line where you're like this is too much
0: this mm-hmm. is too many
1: <laughs> like yeah back history bits and not enough present but i also think that like with that she also intertwined like canon's history really nicely with his mom's uh, ms Mm-hmm. If I remember right, was that what she yeah, had? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And like also intertwining the history of uh, Neva, Neva uh, for us. Like in the beginning, you know, we bo- we started with previous like backflash chapters of their history and Desi, yeah. which I feel like set forward the idea that like you know we're moving forward, but we also need the context of the past yeah. to go on. So it worked really well for me.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree with you. I, I did almost want a little bit more of the film parts as well, but I think it was yeah. it was a good amount. And I like the um <clears throat> I like the history part because uh, f- or the sort of the past of our main characters that we're focusing on, mm-hmm. because, you know, it does give us such fully fleshed out characters and. The, the way that she then develops their arcs and their journeys in mm-hmm. the relationship and just in with themselves through the course of the book has such a stronger impact because you okay. know where they're coming from and how that informs the people that they are
1: yeah exactly I agree um I guess the other one we could keep it not spoilery would be like did you have a favorite part of the book that is not spoilery or a least favorite thing about it
0: a f- favorite or least favorite um hmm i feel like my favorite thing is spoilery (laughs) okay
1: um i i don't i think my least is like not super spoilery i just think it took Mm -hmm. slightly too long to resolve the family issue i can i can put it at that okay like i yeah yeah i i would agree and but I did have moments where I was like, I need you to like be an adult and just communicate. Yeah, <laughs> to an extent. like yeah, not like like it was just like getting closer. I was like, I really need you to be an adult and communicate. That that was like <laughs> I had yes. like a point where I was like, I just I need, and then it was all fine. Like it happened right. very quickly when I hit that point. Like it started to happen, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay. But I still I, was also like, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: No, I would agree with you. I, and I don't, oh, see, I can't talk in depth about that either without spoiling things. That's so fine.
1: Okay. No, you're fine. that's my vague answer of the thing that annoyed me. But then yeah. again, like said, by the time I was annoyed, um, we were, we were getting pretty close to resolving it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll say.
1: So yeah. it, it worked in its favor.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say so. Okay, so do we want to go ahead and talk, sort of get into some of the, the more should. spoilery elements? I, mean, I think we should too.
1: We, we're we're good bit in. I think we're we, good bit we, in. We could, All right, we can ruin it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ruin it. Not really, so, but I mean, so- so fun, this book is not knowing anything. I feel like. Mm -hmm. not knowing too much like you need to know the content warnings going into this but
0: Uh, you really do honestly I mean because I think that's the thing is this does deal a lot with chronic illness
1: yeah
0: and um it gets intense to be honest it does Mm -hmm. it's not a light it's not a light book in that um but yeah so why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit more spoilery about what ends up happening okay
1: you wanna go for
0: it? Uh oh my gosh. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna cry on camera. So you, you gotta okay. you gotta be the strongest. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So um Neva is cast in the role for this film and when she starts she's been told that the form of lupus that she has is not the more serious form and it's under control and manageable and Mm -hmm. it's it's all fine so she starts acting and you know like it this does get a lot i think into the details of what it's like to be a performer in hollywood like the long days the pressure on your body the amount of stress that that you're under and so we see a lot of that and we see her sort of slowly start to have what's clearly a flare-up even though she's in denial about it Mm -hmm. at the same time that her relationship with canon, is heating up. And so she's Mm -hmm. happy because of of the work she's doing, Mm -hmm. because of her romance. Meanwhile, her body is starting to have problems. And then it it turns into a full-blown crisis where she almost dies and finds out that, in fact, she does have this much more dangerous form of lupus and
1: um, will need to
0: eat. I mean, it's intense. It's a lot. Like, you... I.
1: Every um, friend of mine that has chronic illness has said this book hit them very hard and they had to read it when they were in good spots because of how heavy yeah. it hits yeah, um, and how real it feels. And I think that was part of my tears is like so many of my friends, I have so many friends who have various chronic illness things and I'm just like, yeah. I can't imagine like yeah. to read this and like one sees certain things reflected back as far as diet and, you know, just that fear. Yeah. And- uh,
0: It's so hard. But yeah, she's it's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but she she almost dies and Mm -hmm. then basically finds out that she's gonna need to either be on dialysis for the rest of her life or get a a kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. And um so the the big thing with with this is her sister at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the very beginning of the book um, she had been engaged in her small town to her high school boyfriend yep. and then found out that her sister was pregnant with his baby <laughs> so um, like major and betrayal they had been
1: hooking up for years yes it yeah. wasn't just like they hooked up once and now she's pregnant no this right. has been going on for years
0: right And her sister had been like her best friend. So she's now completely disconnected, mostly Mm -hmm. disconnected from her family because of that. And like the pain of that betrayal and feels like she's lost her relationship with her mom and doesn't really know her niece very well, who is the product of that relationship. So very, very messy. But then when she needs a kidney transplant, of course, it turns out that the person who could be a donor match for her is her sister. Yeah. And so there has to be some kind of resolution Mm -hmm. to that relationship. And so we get that sort of journey to resolving and healing these pretty serious wounds from years before.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's wounds of like, I feel like uh, her not feeling like as appreciated as her sister was. Yeah. even though it sounds like they looked a lot like look a lot alike and actually Mm -hmm. like both were well loved in the town that they grew up in. Um, But she always felt like her sister was in the spotlight and was the one, like, desired. And it seems like the sister had the conception. The sister had
0: the same idea. Like, they each had the
1: same idea about the other one. Yeah. Which was kind of weird and interesting to see happen, which I feel like is not uncommon also. It's
0: not uncommon. I mean, honestly. Um,
1: I only have an older brother. So, like, I feel like I don't have a good grasp on that, like, type of relationship always. Uh, Like, what it would be like, I guess, you know? Yeah. But I feel like I've seen it in people I know as siblings, like sisters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think just in general, it can be not uncommon, especially for people who are close. Like, I know Mm -hmm. um, my oldest brother and I, we, you know, as adults, we've talked about the fact of, like, how we felt as teenagers. And Mm -hmm. both of us had, like, some degree of jealousy of the other person, Mm for thing anyway it's just interesting like yeah and i am like oh i know like really i never would have thought you know so i don't think it's it's common.
1: and that part i loved that part of this because it felt very real and authentic but that is the part i struggled with because when she was in the hospital and knew like she knew very quickly she was gonna have to talk to terry her sister and yeah she just was like semi-dragging feet on it which i understand but i also was like i really think y'all could There was a chance before this when she went home um, at Christmas on break from the film to see her mom because, like, her mom will not fly or travel really uh, to heal the relationship because her sister ended up being there and they weren't supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, And I I just felt like they could have, like, talked a little more then to maybe, like, pave the path forward Mm -hmm. some versus just, like, fighting and accidentally revealing to the teen daughter (laughs) that you are the product of your mom cheating uh, with my boyfriend at the time or fiance at the time. Yeah. Cuz like that's a rough. That's a rough reveal.
0: It was a rough reveal. I didn't I guess I didn't have a problem so much with how things went when she went home, but I think by mm-hmm. the time she was in the hospital I was like, "Okay, you need to just call your sister yeah. already." And that was more where I was like, "All right, you know." That like, was
1: I mean, that was when I hit yeah. the point and then I was like, "Well, We could have started the path maybe, like, a little bit sooner, even after that trip. I don't know. Just Mm -hmm. something when I was, like, you know you need to, to like, do this. So you just got to make it happen. And I did, like, how they resolved it. And, like, that it was talked about, like, they went to therapy together and were doing things to, like, mend this relationship before she got the kidney. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that was helpful. (laughs) But I just had moments where I was, like, you just – you should have called her sooner.
0: Yeah. Well, I also – I also guess I liked the fact that it, she was really clear about the fact that she wasn't, it wasn't about the guy anymore, that she yes. was over him. It was about <laughs> her sister betraying her, which I think makes that sense. That
1: was possibly one of my favorite things, was that how quickly she was like, It's. it was never about him. Yeah. Now, like, he, me and him would have never lasted. This wasn't going to be my forever. And like, and a part of that I think is because she had canon, right? So she had already... Mm-hmm previously had moved on also i'm sure but very much with canon has moved on from the idea that that guy was ever her forever right um, and i just love that she was like i don't care about that. <laughs> like that's not the point mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that you did this and like that that part is the point
0: yeah yeah it was it was really good and kind of seeing how much you know the sister was jealous of The fact that she got to go out and have this big, amazing Mm -hmm. career and, like, be in the spotlight and whatever. Whereas she was like, yeah, but, like, you got to have mom, (laughs) you know? Like, I didn't have any of that love and support. So it was just interesting seeing them finally, like, come together and discuss. My favorite thing about this book, though, was canon – Loving her through the worst parts of her illness, mm-hmm. that was, so, I thought, so beautiful.
1: Same. And then, <laughs> at the end, I was just like listening to the book and crying. <laughs> and I don't cry at things. And I was just like, this is too much. <laughs> and I don't know if some of yeah. that too is like the reflection of like having been in such a long term relationship, knowing that like my partner wouldn't just leave and i know i we know like there are statistics about this that men routinely leave their partners um you know specifically like women generally speaking when there is chronic illness or cancer and all these things like men just leave they don't they don't stay and take care and like the fact that like he i mean obviously it's a romance book that also helps (laughs) knowing it's a romance (laughs) book helps a lot i was like she's not gonna die right and he's not leaving yeah. <laughs> I was like I can get through this because I yeah. know it's not coming but yeah. like you know we there's statistics about that and like it's freaking terrible like yeah. it is god awful that that is the like oh well a guy's gonna leave and he was just he didn't care he was like I'm here for you yeah and I, and I feel like he was able to carry like what he learned caring for his mom over mm-hmm. and like use that as a strength when it came to taking care of her yeah and knowing what to do
0: yeah and it's like he loved her and thought she was beautiful even when her body was falling apart and Mm -hmm. she felt like don't look at me kind of thing you
1: know like I, her most insecure moments he was still madly in love with her when she you know had lost a lot of her hair and all the things and he knew and like he knew he was like i know she's self-conscious about this and like yeah I just don't care. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah.
0: You know. It was beautiful. It was, it was mm-hmm. really beautiful. And it was, you know, I mean, such a great depiction, I think, of unconditional love. And I think this is, this is what you want from a relationship as somebody who's mm-hmm. going to be with you through thick and thin, regardless of what that looks like. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's not quite the, the same thing um as like chronic illness but similarly as somebody who's been in a very long-term relationship like my spouse has been with me through like major injuries that took months and months of recovery and like through Difficult childbirths with difficult recoveries, and like mm-hmm. there's just so, so like having that experience of seeing what it's like to have somebody who is like loves you regardless and is with you no matter what. I think that's really what we see here, and it's beautiful. Yeah, so, agree. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I feel the same way. It's just like having, you know, like it, it reflected almost a, you know, in some ways what a long term relationship is mm-hmm. and it should be if yeah. it's healthy, and that's. Yeah. This idea that like no matter what you're gonna stick it out for each other,
0: yeah, you're there. I think that's amazing. Um, let's see, were there other discussion questions? I'm about um,
1: to look again. I know. I'm like, I think I would have been more prepared, but it's fine. I know. I mean, I feel
0: like we kind of have talked about some of this, but like, which character or moment prompted the strongest emotional reaction for you, and why? I mean, that's it for me. It's like, yeah, canon. At the end, I just, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, how do you,
1: okay. Actually, how did you feel about the fact that the reveal about them starting the, like, somewhat documentary about her lupus journey? Because we didn't really get that in the book. We just got that reveal yeah. at the end.
0: Right. I mean, I don't know. I guess it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. He's a documentary filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, I don't know. It's like I there, it. there's I, I thought it
1: was a, a, I thought it was like a fun... it just I didn't expect it and I was just, like, "Oh, you know what? That yeah. makes a lot of
0: sense." It makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think I don't I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that too of like showing the human side of mm-hmm. these things that tend to be sort of private and hidden away. Yeah. I
1: don't disagree.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um
1: I'm trying to look if there's anything. I'm also looking at my notes. like I actually I just, know. Like I love it a lot but it's not it's just like lots of random scribbles
0: Mm -hmm. Um, i guess one thing we could talk about too is like number eight it says canon aims to amplify black voices with his work and so this prompts you to go look at real historical figures mm -hmm. whose achievements have been miscredited or overlooked in the past but i think Mm -hmm. that's something to discuss too is that that i that i do like about this is that often there are there are people who get overlooked i saw there well okay (laughs) this there was some drama on tiktok about about this but it i think still speaks to something interesting Mm -hmm. um i guess a couple years ago during black history month there was a black tiktoker who did this video which i think was kind of cool showing like what a day would look like without Inventions by black people. Mm -hmm. There was some drama because there was a white creator this year who, like, okay,
1: and I saw the white creator do this and I didn't know. Oh my god, I had no idea. I never saw the original.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Like, she like stole everything from that original and played it off as if it was her own. I'm like, don't, don't do that. That's not, no, well, we see it all the time on TikTok. Dances
1: are taken, right? Like, I love, um, I love that that was his focus, first Mm -hmm. of all. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense, obviously. Like, Kennedy Ryan's a black woman. Yeah, And I think also this is a good way for people who maybe don't know or realize how much stuff is just taken. Mm-hmm. Straight up taken, never given credit, never mentioned again. These people are just erased from history. Yeah. You know, except for a few of them, perhaps, you know, but like often a lot of them are. Uh, and it's touched on in the book because like Desi is doing the dance. It's like um, what would become the jitterbug dance is mentioned, you know, yeah. and it was. Invented in the Savoy dance ballroom or whatever. And, you know, that was just like commonplace, which is like horrific and yeah. so, so annoying.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, things like that still happen. But I do appreciate that there are people who are starting to try to surface. Mm mm-hmm. Some of the people who were left out of history. I mean, I think, you know, from a few years back, a good example is hidden figures, for instance, of like, hey, Mm -hmm. there were a whole bunch of really brilliant black women mathematicians and scientists behind the space race that never got credit until far after what they did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's an ongoing, an ongoing issue. Absolutely. And I mean, we see on TikTok things are getting stolen too. So it's like, like what really has changed? Listen, um, we will always credit have the
1: audacity apparently is white people to just take things, so
0: and not and not credit the
1: people yeah. who actually created yeah, it. Cause yeah, because apparently that's just I, I don't know. But it's like we do that, but I'm just saying. Like I feel like as a generation, we uh, right, we see it too much. Yeah, and it's really frustrating. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um. specific themes that kennedy ryan explores throughout this novel
1: i mean i feel like she explores the idea of like you know what love is to like stick Mm. it through with somebody obviously yeah how much uh miscommunication and family trauma (laughs) can ensue but that there's also space
0: for forgiveness and yeah. healing, even though it can take a lot of time and might require yeah. therapy and people being willing to like open up, but that mm-hmm. it's possible.
1: Yeah. Um, and just the idea that like, there's so much more mm-hmm. to life to enjoy. I feel, like that, I feel like that's a big theme of this book between his mom, like chasing sunsets and golden hours and stuff um and just enjoying small moments like i feel like that was a big part of this book was like enjoying small moments to an extent yeah. like i mean obviously there's a lot of big moments but i feel like there's a lot of like small moments when they're together just mm-hmm. like you know the just like little itty bitty like it's the like they're bits.
0: being to yeah it's like what's valuable to them is like being mm-hmm. able to be together not necessarily having the super glamorous I mean, even though they could have a super, like, kind of glamorous lifestyle, it's not really where, where they find, I don't know, it's, like, love and connection is so much more important than all of the glitz, and, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that. Which I think is interesting for,
0: for something set in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: where. I think it's, a good juxtaposition to the, to the glitz and glam of Hollywood, though, to see, Mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, uh the relationship's more valuable than anything else for them.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think you really see too with both Neva and Canon that the reason that they're doing what they're doing isn't necessarily just because they want a lot of fame and notoriety mm-hmm. there's like more to it than that it's like they value yeah. something about the art they're creating yes and the stories that they think are important to tell and mm-hmm. are you know working really hard and passionate about the work that they do and it's not easy mm-hmm. so i like that too that it's like it's it's uh you know recognizing the the work and the effort that goes into
1: yeah and then you know, i mean they, i feel like they talk a lot about how hard it is yeah to break in and do these things yeah um versus just like it's oh, a thing it's just here we do it like i feel like it's touched on that like this is difficult yeah and that it is a lot to balance um what did you think of character growth in this book as far as uh nevea, nevea whatever my mouth is like, wants to say it, neva my mouth <laughs> neva. wants to say it five different ways to say it. i do not know why so it's fine
0: um I, I don't know. I like it. I think she becomes a more whole person kind mm-hmm. of by the end of it and is, yeah, is kind of able to find, find healing. And I think mm-hmm. also, and because I, I think part of it too is that, like, because of what happened with her sister and because she was kind of cut off with, from her family when she went to go to New York and perform and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that became her identity for a long time, mm-hmm. like where sort of her dreams of being, fi- you know, achieving success on Broadway or in film or whatever became everything she was and her whole life. And so I feel like yeah. part of her journey. And, and you know, it's kind of forced on her through the lupus diagnosis, but her journey is, like, being forced to take better care of herself mm-hmm. and to make space for
1: other things in her life. Agreed. And I think that was, like, that was, like, something that I just, I liked watching her do. Like, you don't think when you first meet her that she has as much growth to go through as she does in this book. And Canon mm-hmm. does, too. Like, he has to heal a lot from that past relationship. Yeah. Not even a relationship hookup where the girl just like attempted to take advantage. We'll call it. Well, it was a
0: real. It was a relationship though. For a know, while, least, at least. Little yeah. briefly,
1: it doesn't feel like it though. just because of what was revealed about it. I guess if that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Felt like she was really trying to use him for the most part. Uh, but you know, he had to grow too. But she, I really enjoyed the fact that like she had to realize like, oh, I have to focus on other things than mm-hmm. this thing I'm really passionate about, and. Learn to, like, love herself more in a way.
0: Well, the thing is, is, like, the the fact that, like, she worked, she worked herself into almost dying, I think is Mm -hmm. the thing, right? Like, she Mm -hmm. was so determined, like, the the movie was so important that she almost died. Um, And I think that was the thing, is you have to realize, like, no, like, you like yeah, your art and your work is important, but mm-hmm. you, your health, like yourself, is is more important and more valuable than those things. And yeah. you have to take care of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved seeing that growth. Mm-hmm. Because like we all uh, sometimes need the reminder of
0: yes, <laughs> those of us who tend to work be workaholics, just a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. It's- balance is you know, something mm-hmm. we're always striving for. So yeah.
1: I think that's all I got. I'm just I love this book so much. Yeah, it's, it's going do. on my favorites list for the year probably. I
0: love that. I think it's great. I think I guess like my kind of one thing that I think is interesting is the the last question on here is even though the book is classified as fiction, there's a lot that's grounded in reality did mm-hmm. anything surprise you i mean i don't know that i was surprised by anything in particular mm-hmm. but i love the fact that so much of it is grounded in reality and in history mm-hmm. and in kind of the research that she's done i i just think that adds so much substance yeah to i wasn't i'm
1: never surprised because i feel like any kennedy ryan book i've read is mm-hmm. it feels very grounded in reality and almost borders on not feeling like fiction which any good contemporary romance like that is contemporary to this time Mm -hmm. should feel like I feel like to an extent I mean not all but you know generally speaking if it's a contemporary book I want to feel like it could be happening outside my door right kind of to an extent um so I I always appreciate that part and I feel Mm -hmm. like the care she takes in researching and making these books happen is always like just it just like cements it even more like i feel yeah. like it could happen you know what i mean like it could yeah. like, be a real story like somebody's yep. actual story yeah.
0: yeah no i i agree and i mean i think that's part of why her books are so painful
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean because
0: it's because they they can feel very real even mm-hmm. the, the parts of life that are not like kennedy ryan doesn't write a lot of escapist
1: books <laughs> no it's like, why like you'll hear me say i read like one or two kennedy ryan's a year i'm mm-hmm. not through her backlist because i can't i can't like it's i it's too
0: much it's too emotional i mean they're so good some people love that though i think that's the thing is like there are people who love to read mm-hmm. books all the time that tear their heart out i can't do it all the I time can't either but I, so but her books are always so good so
1: they're always they're never not worth it yeah it's a thing absolutely so, I mean, there's that. Like, I'm never mad I read it. I just, mm-hmm. there's a mental space I have to enter. Yeah. And I have to be in it. And then I have to, like, go read something just absolutely bonkers to, like, take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't um, Kennedy. Yeah.
0: Uh, unla- unlike Katie Robert, who will be reading from most of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Katie's, like, the opposite. I'm, like... Okay, I need a cold shower now.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun, a fun movie I know, along I'm very excited.
1: The yeah. Persuasion, I'm probably just going to be like, eh, it was a thing
0: that I yeah. read. Oh, hey, also, I have a, we haven't talked about this before, but I'm just going to say, what do you think about after we've done our read-along of her Dark Olympus series, when it comes out, we could do her pirate book.
1: Yes. I think we have to do the pirate book.
0: I'm so excited for the pirate book.
1: (laughs) I'm very excited for the pirate book.
0: (laughs) I don't remember when it's coming out. Sometime this fall, I think.
1: Yeah, so we'll probably read it in like November, December.
0: Yeah. Stay tuned. It's gonna be a good time. All right. Well, on that note, um, yeah, Real is fantastic. If you haven't read Kennedy Ryan, we do recommend just, you know, and is this your first one? one?
1: Listen, you, just, you got a boatload of great options just mm-hmm. check all the content warnings yes for every kid you write book you pick up because she delves into the heavy topics and it's not in a bad way like it's a good thing but uh
0: no but she does yeah yeah she's great so we are going to do on a lighter note on my radar where we're going to share recent and upcoming book releases in romance that we're excited about and so this is mostly things coming out in february Mm -hmm. that um you might want to check out but first if you enjoy our podcast we would take really appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching us live and um, that also helps us out. And we're monetized finally, which is so exciting. So thank you so much for everybody's support. And if you're interested in getting exclusive bonus content with every episode and consider supporting us on Patreon. So our bonus content, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode for today, is going to be talking about Valentine's Day, past and present as people in long-term committed relationships, (laughs) like what have our experiences been, what are they now? So I think it'll be fun and Mm -hmm. appropriate for the week um thank yeah thank you to all of our supporting patrons including our world expanding patrons stephanie you all make what we do possible and uh yeah books there are not too many i feel like this month no
1: there's not i have two total and you probably have one of the two i have
0: that's and it came out last
1: week so okay (laughs) i'm assuming (laughs) it's the the new katie robert
0: yeah okay
1: okay so i'm assuming we both have the new katie robert on our list
0: Yeah,
1: yeah yeah um that, that came out February 7th.
0: Radiant uh, Sin.
1: Yes, Radiant Sin. And it's Cassandra and Apollo with a mm-hmm. fake dating force proximity situation. Listen, I go into these without knowing much. And I'm just like, I'm here for this journey. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I'm here for this journey. Let's go. So, yes,
0: same. Yeah. Um, and it's it's
1: a Katie version of a slow burn. <laughs> so, uh, I guess they don't bang in the first five to 10%. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she says like it's not until fifty percent in a slow burn for her. <laughs> wow,
1: yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of yes anticipation for a game. <laughs> I
0: don't know how I feel about I'm, that. I'm I'm here for it. I love a good a, a good anticipatory slow burn. Um, so February fourteenth is the book I'm currently reading. Take the Lead by Alexis Staria is having its traditional release. Yes. I love it I'm like halfway through I told
1: you I love this book so much it's so good so I read it pre-traditional pickup and I have an arc Mm -hmm. of the traditional one I was I was so excited this is the other book I had so that's it that's all I (laughs) this month it's such a surprising read like you wouldn't I don't I don't know that you expect it if that makes sense how much it like dives in on the topics
0: no, I didn't – expect. I mean, I it sounded, like, fun because, like, all I knew before requesting it was that it was kind of, like, a spin on uh, Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. type thing with a Latinx heroine. Mm-hmm. But it's so good, and I'm really into it. I like both of them. I think they're interesting characters. The guy she's with is this, like, Alaska survival mountain man from a reality TV show, except, like –
1: there's some things you There's maybe some aren't things aware that, of aware of or expecting, we'll call it, yeah. about this show that are maybe yeah. questionable. Mm-hmm.
0: Questionable. Yeah, I really like it. I love their dynamic. And she is determined to be taken seriously as a dancer and doesn't want to be pushed into doing, like, mm-hmm. a fake romance on the show. And, like, I don't know. It's... Yeah, I, I'm really loving it.
1: It's great. Yeah, I read it in like 2018 and fell in love and was ecstatic when it got picked up. So I was yeah. like, yes,
0: it's really good. So I do have one more. And Heck this yeah. is also this is also one that I've read and I loved. I think it's making my favorites list of the year. Um february 21st is the duke's secret cinderella by eva Mm devon it's a historical a historical rom-com sort of i i really enjoyed it i thought it was so much fun obviously it's kind of a take on cinderella except there's an evil stepfather instead of an evil stepmother and uh a stepsister who's like her bff (laughs) So I, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Eva Devon. She's excellent. She writes really fun, light historical romances with strong, strong, smart, capable female characters who have a lot of agency and heroes who are not super alpha. Like, I just think she does a really good job. And I don't see a lot of other people talking about her stuff, but I really enjoyed this one. It was fun. I, I'm going to pick this one up, I think. Yeah. It's a good historical. So all of those are linked in the show notes or in the video description below if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you all for joining us. And I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day, whether you are celebrating by yourself or with friends or with a significant other. I think it can be can be a good time and uh, I'll be back with Leanna February 28th in the evening to talk Sword of Destiny by Andrzej Sapkowski so if you're joining us for the Witcher read-along we'll be back for that and then in March we'll be back talking Persuasion by Jane Austen so it should be fun. Thanks. Again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany and Izzy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast. And you can also find us on our individual YouTube channels. The next episode will be February 28th. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.